Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to Buckeye Talk. This is an emergency Buckeye Talk. So you're getting this Thursday night, Monday, Friday, Friday morning, depending on when you decide to look at your podcast feed. So there's going to be, you're basically getting the three pods in two days from us. And that's because something big happened, literally, because this guy's a big guy. Nathan, Will Howard was expected to take his official visit to Ohio State of the transfer portal of the former Kansas State quarterback. And now it seems like that official visit was just more of a formality because he has now committed to Ohio State. And just let, we have to break this down in pieces, but how big of a deal is this for Ohio State as it heads into a 2024 offseason where it's once again looking for a new starting quarterback? I mean, it's potentially massive for Ohio State quarterback, for Ohio State, because this could be the starting quarterback. Like, it's, I don't mm-hmm. it doesn't get much bigger than that. Ohio State needed stability at quarterback. It needed someone who could both be a bridge to the future at this position, but someone who also might be good enough to help them accomplish the goals that they're going to realistically have in this coming season with what could be this defense coming back intact or almost fully intact with maybe a Mecca coming back, maybe Trevion Henderson coming back. Like the, the talent that's on this roster needed a quarterback that could maybe help push it to what it thinks it can achieve. And Maybe that could have been Devin Brown. We kind of don't know. And more importantly, Ohio State doesn't know. So it had to do something like this. It had to go find someone else to bring some measure of stability to that room. We, we talked so much to Ryan Day last year during that whole quarterback process about finding consistency, finding like dependability. And this is the kind of guy that can really help get there. He's got, I think, 27 career starts out of something like 34 career games played. Now that stretches over four years. I mean, he's been Mm -hmm. starting in some capacity here and there since 2020. So he's been around, like you said, he's a, he's a big dude, 6'5", 242. Of all the guys, you know, we heard so many names. Once Cal McCord went in the portal, especially a lot of names associated with Ohio state. This was the one that I thought always had maybe the right combination of the Ryan Day quarterback specs 
the experience, the fact he'd only be a one-year guy, definitely he only has one year of eligibility left, so it's going to be a, a one-and-done for him. Like There were a lot of things that lined up if Ohio State chose to go down this path, which is both in making a commitment to him and 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 also probably having to line up some NIL um, specifics to, to, to get him to come to Ohio State. He had also visited uh, Miami and USC, I think. So um, it's potentially massive news. If this guy is the guy that ends up being Ohio State's starting quarterback in 2024, it's a it, it's potentially the guy who then, as we saw with Kyle McCord this year, it's it's a huge opportunity. And then are you good enough in the most important moments of the season to push the rest of this roster, help lift the rest of this roster to where it could be? Because I think people think that even if you don't uh, heap uh, mountains of blame on, on Kyle McCord for the 2023 season, I think people agree that if the quarterback play had been X percent better, then maybe Ohio State beats Michigan. Maybe Ohio State's the one playing for a national championship this weekend. And Will Howard is the guy that Ryan Day is turning to with a lot at stake to try to get them there. So, Andrew, Will Howard at Kansas State, 5,786 yards, 48 touchdowns, 25 interceptions as well. He Actually, his first year he had eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So his, his ratio has clearly gotten better. Sacked 33 times, and he's only completed 58.8% of his passes. When you watch Will Howard on film, what is Ohio State getting in this guy who is he's played four years technically. So this is technically his COVID year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah. So that is important to note. Nathan mentioned that, you know, he is out of eligibility. He was a 2022 or class of 2022 quarterback. So he played nine games or what did I say? 2020, yeah, 2020. 2020 yes. So that the bad year that was his yeah. freshman year and he, but he played nine games. So in a normal college football world that would be it but he is using his COVID year so this is it he, he can't come back so he's only got one year and I think you look at that importantly because he's played a decent amount of football right you know you you look at the numbers that he's had and they sort of back up what you see uh he's got a live arm he's got a really talented arm um in terms of throwing the ball you know one of the things that stands out to you is just he's not really afraid to make any throw, um, you know, and, and obviously we are we, we have not scary. been watching Kansas State. Uh, I know you, I don't know if you guys have in your spare time, but I have not been watching Kansas State every single game for the last four years when Will Howard was there. But he's not afraid to make throws. Um, you know, he he's got a, a really nice arm and, and you know, really powerful arm and kind of what he does. The numbers are hard to back up because you look at it and you can see. Okay, there might be some accuracy, not issues, but he might not be as accurate of a quarterback as you would like. Um, you know, especially when you compare him to a guy like Kyle McCord. Like Kyle McCord's completion percentage numbers were better. I think part of that can be Kyle McCord being a better passer of the football, just in terms of where he can put it and things like that. And also, you could just look at part of that and be like, what if what if Will Howard had Marvin Harrison Jr. at Kansas State? Like, what if? What if he was there playing in Manhattan, Kansas, in the Little Apple, right? So you can that you can kind of watch some of that and, and kind of look at it with a skeptical eye of like how much can be improved when he gets to Ohio State, and how much can just it, it is what he is, and how much of it is just he's going to play with five star receivers now, and he was not doing that at Kansas State. The thing that jumps off to you when you watch him on film, though, is his running ability. 
uh, Kansas State would call design run plays for him, quarterback traps, quarterback powers, quarterback counters. And that is something that I think is going to be really interesting to see how Ohio State incorporates into their offense. Um, you know, in 2023, at 81 carries for 351 yards and nine touchdowns. He's rushed for almost 20 touchdowns in his four-year career. So, th- like, this is a guy who, we mentioned this on a previous pod this week, is not afraid to put his head down and run. And Kansas State's offensive staff is not afraid to call plays specifically designed for that. You know, I don't want this to sound like, you know, this is, you know, some Mike Vick type player who takes the snap, first, second, third reads gone, and then he just takes off. Like there there are a lot of designed reads for Will Howard to run the football, specifically designed quarterback run plays. And I think that that's interesting to see, you know, when you watch him because you're you're wondering how Ohio State's going to incorporate that into its offense. So I think there's a, maybe an added benefit too when you watch him play and see him run the ball. How does that impact the offensive line? You know, does a quarterback who can move a little bit change things up for helping the offensive line out? Maybe you get, you know, defensive linemen that can't be as aggressive because you can't lose contain when you're rushing. You know, maybe you have defensive linemen who can't be as aggressive because the quarterback's a threat to run the ball because there could be an option play. There's a lot of dynamics here, but. He is truly, I think we kind of debated this the other day, dual threat running quarterback, mobile quarterback, however you want to say it, he's a threat to run the ball. He is a threat to take off and run, whether or not it's the play broke down and I got to get out of here, which he doesn't do it, you know, he, he, he doesn't do it like, you know, an elite quarterback in terms of running the ball, but he is willing to do it. And then the offensive staff at Kansas State is willing to have him put his head down and run the ball. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. Nathan, he's bigger than Devin Brown, but I feel like their play style, I feel like Devin Brown just sees an older version of himself. When you look at their play styles and some of the stuff he does and some of the stuff that Ohio State has felt is Devin Brown's skill set. So if he's a more evolved version of Devin Brown, that's maybe a good thing for Ohio State. But the one thing I want to ask you, we're going to split this up into two parts. The first part is just going to be about Will Howard and what he brings to Ohio State and what Ohio State can do for him. And then obviously the other part of this pod will be what the impact is here and what could be coming down the line because of a decision like this. Because you don't bring a quarterback in like this unless you're expecting him to have every possible advantage to be your starting quarterback in 2024. I looked at some other transfer quarterbacks, Nathan, who are kind of in similar situations that Will Howard was in at Kansas State. You think Michael Penix at Indiana, Bo Nix at Auburn, Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. I'm not saying that he's going to turn himself to a Heisman Trophy finalist next year, even though, listen, Ohio State's quarterbacks have been Heisman Trophy finalists in the past, so it's not crazy to think that. But they got a change of scenery late in their careers, and they got in programs who had, like, upper echelon level weapons for them to use and they took full advantage of it Jaden daniels won the heisman oregon had the best year it's had in a while and bo nix has now put himself in the conversation maybe he's a first round draft pick while michael Penix is playing in a national championship on monday we talked about this a little bit on thursday with will howard but his numbers were modest but you also have to remember that it's not like he's playing with first round receivers and kansas state in a way that like you know, he might have at Ohio State. So I almost in using those guys as a map for how this could go, when you have these types of weapons, it's an upgrade in weapons, an upgrade in, in just overall offensive play. What is on the table if Will Howard does, in fact, win this job? I think the upside is is real. 
Um, I think everything you guys have said is correct in in just your assessment of, of watching him play. You know, he when you watch him, it is kind of what you think that the Devin Brown thing at Ohio State might eventually or have eventually looked like if he had maybe gotten to have a a, a normal injury-free development over the past year or if he just had more time. But Ohio State doesn't have more time, and it doesn't really know how close he is to being there. So, again, that's why it, it had to go this route. And it's interesting because in 2022, Will Howard basically was in the Devin Brown situation. In 2022, Kansas State went and brought in a transfer quarterback who everybody listening to this podcast is familiar with, probably. His name's Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. And he was a very interesting quarterback uh, early in his career for Nebraska, but ultimately a very limited quarterback for Nebraska. And he had some good games at Kansas State, but got hurt. And Howard took over for him, and then he came back and took the job, and he got hurt again, and that one was, I think, more permanent. And Howard kept the job at that point and goes and leads some really big wins that season. There was a, a 48 to nothing win over a top 10 Oklahoma State team that was kind of a fake top 10 team. And they had then, obviously, the 30, whatever the final score, the I can't remember now, the Big 12 championship game was, but an overtime victory over a TCU team that then went to the playoff and then beat Michigan, which Ohio State couldn't do that season, and goes to the national championship game. So he's been in big games. And sometimes, uh, while I have been quick to point out through this whole process, like, hey, like the numbers are not spectacular. There are some things here that he needs to work on that I think from an accuracy standpoint, Ohio State's going to expect more and efficiency, that sort of thing. However, I think there's something to be said for you got on a huge stage against a great team and you won the game. And frankly, Kyle McCord did some of that too, obviously this past year going on the road, beating Notre Dame. But it's just one more of those situations where you just don't, you haven't seen Devin Brown do it yet. Doesn't mean he can't do it. But because you didn't know the way this quarterback room was playing out for next year, bringing in someone like Will Howard, from both a physical ability standpoint, but I also think just a just a just a baseline of security standpoint is an important addition. And I don't know that we thought this all along. I don't even know that we thought. I know that we didn't think coming out of the Common Core decision that Iowa State like absolutely had to go get a transfer quarterback. But I think the way that this played out and the way the sh- the Cotton Bowl played out sort of left them no choice and i i think this has been in the works for a while even though you know the official visit didn't happen this week the announcement didn't happen until thursday night but this has been percolating for a while and Mm -hmm. maybe it was the cotton bowl and the way that played out that pushed everybody towards this resolution yeah it does seem like and because there's no way this came out of the blue in the, in the next four day, within the last four days, this became a thing. This was probably a thing since Will Howard came in, went into the transfer portal. Because as you mentioned, there was probably a short list of guys Ohio State would have been interested in anyway, and maybe him, maybe a guy like uh, Dylan Gabriel, and then the kid, maybe the guy from who's just went in the portal from Liberty, but it seems like he's headed to Auburn anyway. So Will Howard, of that group of guys who were even at the level that Ohio State would even look their way, he probably fit the bid bid that Ryan Day is looking for in quarterbacks more than 
anybody else. Let's take a quick break there. That's the this the breaking news reaction part of it. And there's a lot more we need to get into on this on this emergency Buckeye pocket Buckeye Buckeye talk. Excuse me. And so we'll get into that when we come back here for the break. Ohio State is going to have four quarterbacks heading into the spring because the transfer portal's closed and Aaron Olin's already signed his national letter of intent. So as of right now, you've got Will Howard, you've got Devin Brown, you've got Lincoln Keenholz, and you've got Aaron Nolan. That's who's expected to be in the room that Will Howard is has transferred to the Buckeyes from Kansas State for his final year of college football. We looked at it from the Will Howard perspective of things, Nathan. How does this maybe change the math and change how Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz, really those two more than Aaron Nolan, because Will Howard's going to be here for a year. So we could have Will, uh, Will Howard be the starter in 2024. And then you'll have uh, Aaron Nolan take over as a second year quarterback in year two. That's very much on the table. So for Lincoln Keenholz and Devin Brown, what's the impact that a decision like this has on them? For Keenholz, I don't know if it's a massive effect. Keenholz didn't get here until the summer, um, is very much in the infancy of this. Um, you know, I know you got to play a lot in the Cotton Bowl, but that was, you know, one year removed from playing South Dakota high school football. Like he, he's not on an accelerated path to being a starter in the big 10. So I don't know that this changes a lot for him other than for the spring, he's probably number three instead of number two. And that is a difference. Um, whether that's still the case at the end of the spring, we'll, we'll find out, um, for Devin Brown, it's obviously seismic. Like it's a huge change for for Devin Brown. He has, you know, persevered and and fought for an opportunity, and I think did the best he could with it in the Cotton Bowl. It just circumstances didn't work out for him, and now Ohio State has to react to those circumstances. And um, I think it's just one of those situations where sometimes the timing doesn't work out for everyone. And, and Ryan day has recruited his room with that in mind that sometimes you will lose talented players. We have seen Ohio state losing talented receivers for the same reason that the timing just doesn't work out and it's going to lose talented quarterbacks and has lost talented quarterbacks. One of them was playing in the playoff a couple of years ago, although again, or a couple of days ago, the circumstances of that were unique to that circumstance. But, um, but I don't know what Devin Brown's next step is. He did post, mm-hmm a post on Instagram. This guy has never met a social media uh, cryptic um, opportunity to make a post that he uh, has passed up. And it basically said, uh, (laughs) it shows him walking down a tunnel and it says, you got to be patient. You got to. Oh my God. I'm so happy you read that first. Cause hold on. I got to stop you right there. So get the text, 614-350-3315. So Nathan sent that to our texters first, that that Devin Brown did that. He put it on his story first, so I saw it maybe like 20 minutes before the Will Howard news happened. I just It just didn't resonate in my mind that that's why he was posting that post. But it's a little Baby lyric, just so you know. And I know you don't know who Lil Baby is, but he's a rapper. And so I'm it's aware a of Lil Baby. I don't, I don't know his catalog. <laughs> I okay. haven't I haven't absorbed his whole catalog. Um, it's just when I, I read the text. It's, when I read the text, you said it's like, oh my god, <laughs> he has no idea that this is a little baby lyric. <laughs> I don't. I, I got the rounders and I got the Hernan Cortez, uh, but I didn't get little baby. So he's he's teaching me as we go along. And listen, the transfer portal closed on Tuesday night, the second. Mm-hmm. 
for 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 teams who didn't make the playoff and who aren't if you're not a grad transfer. Now, just because you were just because nothing had come out in the next day or two, it didn't mean that you hadn't got in by Tuesday. But I would be shocked if Devin Brown had preemptively gotten in. The, I guess not shocked, but be surprised if Devin Brown mm-hmm. had preemptively gotten in the portal and we. Now, because uh, first of all, Ohio State processes those things pretty fast. It seems like they, we don't usually mm-hmm. have those things lingering for a couple of days when you hear guys are going to the portal. So, Devin Brown's here in the spring, and right now he's also hurt. Like he suffered what Ryan Day called a high ankle sprain at, at the Cotton Bowl. Those things are typically um, can be very tricky. They can really linger. They're not easy to come back from. I would imagine that he is off his feet or or off of that foot for a little while. And uh, when Emeka Buka had the tightrope surgery midseason, that was to address this same injury, a similar injury. Um, Brock Bowers at Georgia did it. There have been some NFL players, and Tua did it, I think, when he was at Alabama and, mm-hmm. and had to miss some weeks. Like it's, but it, it, so it's, it might be a thing that keeps you out for a month. And, um, that's fine for like getting, you know, they're off, they're breaking right now anyway, before winter workouts start and leading into the spring. But you know, it, it clearly now puts you in a situation where you're going to get to the end of the spring. And it might be that if Will Howard is clearly leading that group, do you want to stay for yet another year as the backup slash potential heir apparent or do you move on and, and try to find a place where they need you right away? And it's tough because he would be, I think, the number two, based on what we know right now. I He's better than Lincoln Keenholz is right now, I think. I think he would be there. You would get the edge over him as the backup if he makes it to the start of next season in an Ohio State uniform. And then Aaron Oland is a, a true freshman, and there's a wide variance there as to – what a guy's gonna be able to do immediately, but it would still potentially line up that Devin Brown is going into next year. If he chooses to stay here one snap away from being the starting quarterback at Ohio state, which is where he's been, um, was all was, was all of last season. And that's a potentially, um, very enticing place to be, but only to a certain point in your career, probably. So just the real the realities of the situation, like there's there's only so many quarterback snaps to to go around and, and the and the eligibility clock is ticking for everybody. And going into his third year, will he want to stay here as the backup? I, I don't know the answer to that yet. Andrew, how much of an upgrade is Will Howard from what's in the room right now? I was going to ask you that, guys. Uh, I ask <laughs> you guys that. Um in the room right now, it's an upgrade. In okay. the room right now, it is undoubtedly better than what they had. Because how could you say it's not? Because you didn't really know what you had, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Ohio State's room was a mystery box, and now you're getting a known quantity. Now you're getting something that is, hey, we know. We know what we got here. We know, you know, kind of where where this can go. And you're betting on a little bit of an improvement with a surrounding cast that's better, right? You know, like if Travion Henderson comes back, really good running back you're going to play with. You're going to play with the best receiving core you've played with. 
Um, I know Kansas State has had really good running backs in the past. Uh, Deuce Vaughn was one of them. So it's not like he hasn't played with a good running back behind him that can kind of help him out. But I, I think that it's undoubtedly better than what they had in the room. I don't know if it's better than what they had in 2023 with McCord. And that was going to be my question for you guys. Like, I don't like, because either way, I think you could make a case that it is. And I kind of lean that way. I don't feel super great about it, but I think it's better, but you can't look at this like a, uh, Steven and I were talking before we started recording. Like you can't look at this, like a Justin Fields situation where the room was not good before and then you bring in Justin Fields and you're like okay not only is there not a lot of competition here's this five-star quarterback who's immediately the best player in the room I don't get that sense with Will Howard so I don't know and I I think it'd be a great question in a hypothetical world Will Howard versus Kyle McCord in spring ball who wins that battle I I don't know the answer to that question I think my thing is Nathan I'm also not even sure he beats out because we did. We don't know with Devin Brown. We just don't know, man. Because they didn't. It, they didn't officially name Kyle the starter until week three. But I mean, come on. The dude played like two series, two series against Indiana, and then you're not playing anybody. And then when we were supposed to get a chance to see him, clearly his ankle was not all the way healthy to begin with, and then he made it worse very quickly into that game. And the reason I'm I'm asking that question is. Andrew and I were having that conversation. Will Howard is not the same level of transfer that Justin Fields was. But also, the room is not as bad as it was when Justin Fields got in it. So there's two extreme things that are not here in this situation. Yeah. right? I think Will Howard's ceiling is probably closer to what the other three guys in the room ceiling are for what they can be in, outside of Aaron Nolan right now. And that's just because he's a true freshman and has to learn the offense right now. But so uh, the reason I'm asking that is he's not coming here to get – he's not guaranteed to have the job. But I'm sure part of this is, listen, we're going to give you the maximum opportunity possible to win this job. I'm pr- quite positive that when we get out there for spring practice, he's going to be working with the ones. He's going to be first in line when they're doing drills. He's going to have all the opportunities, Nathan, because he has the most experience, and you don't bring a guy in here like that to have him be third in line. But I'm not like 100% sure he's going to win the job, though. It's really an interesting question because you don't, he wouldn't be coming here if he didn't think he was going to yeah. play. Correct. He is very far along in his career. Um, I think if he were entering this NFL draft, he would probably He'd be, be a day two. picked. I don't know about day two, though. This Maybe. might be a, like a late round quarterback right now. Hmm. And a late round NFL quarterback right now um, because he does have like he's a little he's bigger than Kyle McCord. He runs more than Kyle McCord, even if his mm-hmm. passing numbers weren't as good as Kyle McCord in a system that isn't as quarterback friendly and didn't have a Marvin Harrison Jr. in it. Um, and at the same time, he did get to play against Big 12 defenses, which I think is advantageous for him. But anyway, I was I've been thinking about this and I, I wrote like the quick thing as people who follow our site know. There's always we always do like a breaking news piece and it's like, well, what does it mean? And those are actually still pretty quickly fired off, even if we know if something's coming. And mm-hmm. um, what I fired off tonight kind of compares 2018, 19 to what is happening right now, because it, back then going into 2019, Ohio State had a had some real skill position talent that it knew it had, um, whether that's J.K. Dobbins, whether that's. 
uh, Chris Olave, the other receivers, Garrett Wilson's coming along, a couple of really good tight ends. They knew the offensive line was solid. They knew the rest of the offense was was something that could put up points. They, they I think, suspected the defense could be better. I don't know if they knew it was going to be like generationally great, but they knew the defense had talent there too between Chase Young and the DBs and, and all those guys. So, But they had to have a quarterback that brought it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's Ryan Day's first major decision, first major opportunity as a head coach is to bring in Justin Fields and, and the, the results spoke for themselves. And now here he is having to bring in another potential transfer starter. And some of the circumstances are the same because you look around the offense and it's it's the same. Like a lot of really talented guys on this offense. Not, not so much the offensive line yet, but the rest of this offense. And the defense is very, very potentially lights out again. Mm-hmm. And you need a quarterback who doesn't waste that opportunity. And that's not me saying that 11 and one and losing to Michigan by six on the road is a wasted opportunity, but it's, it's more about like this, this window that exists right now. And you have now sent through this program in the last three years, CJ Stroud, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Paris Johnson, Jackson I mean, Smith you, you can put Jackson Smith and Jigba in this category. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you can name off, you know, Mike Hall Jr. Now leaving, like you can name off some pretty good prospects to say the least who never really played in a Big Ten championship game. Some of them literally didn't play in a Big Ten championship game. Some of them were in the building once, but I don't know if that really counts as much. And Jackson wasn't even in the building because he had COVID. Right. right. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying here. Like, you just went through, and now, yes, they did make the playoff, and they still they could have won a national championship. It's it. There are some qualifiers here, but I, you know what I'm saying here, that it feels like there's a window of missed opportunity here more than one season of missed opportunity. I feel like we've talked about this already this week a little bit. And it's more about you can't have if when you still have a high floor that they're going to have with all the other talent that they could have next season. Quarterback can't be like a black hole and quarterback can't be And even if Devin Brown were to be as good as Will Howard and Will Howard never came here. He just has been getting hurt too much for them to bank that he would be the guy that could carry them through a season. It's not me victim blaming. It's just the truth. I mean, he's had three significant injuries since April and all kind of fluky, I guess, but, but nonetheless, it's kept him off the field, kept him out of the spring game, kept him out of being the goal line package that they had put in for him. And it kept him out of the last three quarters of the cotton bowl. So, that's where I think, you know, Will Howard, I don't believe, has a, a history of, the, of injury problems. He played all 13 games, 12 games for Kansas State this season. So do I think it upgrades just in terms of sheer talent? I think that remains to be seen. I think there are good things about Will Howard's game. I think Ryan Day needs to make him a better quarterback. But uh, that is not that dissimilar to where he stood with Kyle McCord a year ago at this time. And Will Howard has even more now, you know, like I said, 27 games. So Kyle McCord went in the last year with one game of starting experience and, and, uh, and Will Howard has like two and a half seasons worth of starting experience or whatever. So, and has done it a little bit, like I said, over four years. So he's farther along mentally and, and analytically and all those things, you know, he, I read the, uh, he did a pretty extensive interview with Pete Thamel from ESPN and was talking about how he and Ryan day had really nerded out on a lot of, stuff during this official visit he was on and that could be a, a a match made in heaven if there's a connection with those two guys so do i think it it 
do I know for sure that they got a quarterback who is better than anybody they had in the room these the last year? I suspect it. I suspect it. I don't know it. And I think what's, but I don't know that that's even really the question. I think really the question now is when he gets here, what does Ryan Day do with him between now and September that accomplishes Will Howard's goal, which is to be a better NFL prospect at this time next year and accomplishes Ohio State's goal, which is to maximize what they can do with this team and then hand the torch off to the Keenholz, Noland, I guess Devin Brown, if he wants to, to, to make it a career here and uh, be the bridge to the quarterbacks of the future, they need to get back on track. McCord leading threw them off track. They need to get back on track with the development. As much as there have been so many programs that had success finding a transfer, it's not what you want to live and die on. You so, want to be developing your guys. I, I, I want to go back to a question that Steven asked you, Nathan. Um, you know, what, what does this do for Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholtz? I think with Keenholtz, I think Air Noland is more impactful to what Keenholtz does in the future. Because if you get passed up by a younger guy on the depth chart, I mean, unless you're just content with, you know, being that backup guy for a while, there's not a whole heck of a lot of reason to hang around if you indeed want to play. Um, so I think, you know, if you get through the end of the spring and or even in the fall camp or next year, whatever it is, and Aaron Nolan passes Keenholtz, I, I think that that would probably be the uh, I think that that would probably be more impactful than than anything with Will Howard. With Devin Brown, the. I don't think it's – you don't want to say I don't think it's a coincidence, but it whether or not it is or fortuitous or however you want to say it, that this happened after the transfer portal window closed. So nobody can – like nobody can leave now until April. You, nobody – everybody everybody that's on the roster here is going to be here for the spring semester, and they're going to be here for a couple of more months. So go ahead, Steven. Yeah, but I'm sure that they didn't just have this conversation with them yesterday. I'm sure this conversation with Devin Brown or with with Devin Will and Link with the room in general. I'm sure that the that they knew about mm-hmm. that sure. there was the there was a possibility of somebody else joining the room. So I don't I don't I wouldn't well, it's, when you say coincidence, it's not like they like oh the transfer portal's closed now let's sneak another quarterback in the room. I, I I'm pretty I'm quite positive. Those two plus Aaron Nolan know exactly what's going on with what Ohio State was planning on doing or potentially could have done with this room. Sure, and, and that's fine, and and I understand that. It's just that now you have a room where you're going to have a competition in the spring, and then things can go haywire, or not maybe not haywire, but a guy can leave in April. And I think that I think that that's that's what I wanted to emphasize is that you are in a position now where the room is set for spring practice. Will Howard, Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, Aaron Nolan. There's your four. And those are your four guys going into spring. And those are going to be your four guys for the next couple of weeks. Um, I know guys sometimes announce their intentions to enter the transfer portal in, you know, early parts of spring ball. Um, but that that's where you're at. That, you know, guys are going to be able to go, but not for a couple of months. So th- there will be competition here. So, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to think that, oh, Devin Brown's going to enter the transfer portal tomorrow because he can't. It, it's not possible for him to do that. He, he would have to wait until April. Uh, just to, to follow up on that, uh, uh, the, the, the possibility of this or some transfer quarterback has been out there a lot. 
I know yeah. when I was right in the wake of the common cord decision from talking to some people, they was, I believe that the McCords thought Ohio state was attached potentially to some quarterbacks early already in the portal before the end of the season, or like was, mm-hmm. was interested in some guys who were either in the portal, were going to be in the portal. And it was the names I was hearing was not Will Howard. And none of those names made any sense to me. And I told those people that, yeah. and um, I was like, I don't think you guys are right about that, but it was out there in like the scouting circles because yeah. um, frankly, those quarterbacks were trying to get attached to Ohio state uh, as it relates though, as in, in, in the, in the lead up to the Cotton Bowl, there were already these rumblings out there. And I think if you were Devin Brown and his family or people close to him, however you want to say it, listen, all Ryan Day could promise you was an opportunity. The opportunity that was in front of you in the Cotton Bowl. Like, this is yours. This is your team. You're the you're QB1. Go do as much with it as you can. And it's not really anybody's fault that it ended up the way it did. It was just a bad break. But you also, I think, if you were Devin Brown going into that situation, what's the point? Like, what you're not, you're not. It's not like you're going to go ask Ryan Day. Why ask him a question? You know, he can't really probably answer truthfully for you at that point, right? Like, yeah. why ask? Why <laughs> ask him a question where you think he might have to lie to you? So, I he got everything Ryan Day could give him at that point, which was the opportunity. Didn't go his way. Bad, bad luck. And now it's a matter of, I think, you know, get healthy and. Do the best you can with this spring because whether you're competing for a job or whether you're just auditioning for someone else, you want to have the best spring you can have. And it's only a good thing for Ohio State that someone as potentially good as Devin Brown is still in this quarterback room when spring practice starts. He does not strike me. uh, You guys can have your own read on him. He does not strike me as a guy who would be a problem, does not strike me as a guy who would hold a grudge. I think he understands how it's there's some bad luck here in the way this is played out. And he uh, has always fought for these opportunities uh, throughout his career, as we've talked about before last week going into the Cotton Bowl. And I think it's just a you're going to see him try to be the best quarterback he can be for every practice he's able to practice this spring. Any conversation I've ever had with Devin Brown, whether it was an immediate situation or just talking with him off to the side and then talking with people around him, of course, he doesn't, I don't, I don't want to say he doesn't care. He's just like, it's more just like, well, what do y'all expect? Like, this is like the best, one of the best programs in the country. Of course, they're going to go try to find the best possible option and then try to upgrade that option if they can. It just comes with being at the highest. I think he actually said this to me before. Um, when we were sitting on that bench, Nathan, before you got over there, I was like, this is all crazy, right? Like all of this can be crazy. He's like, yes, but it's like kind of what it is here. You know, you do, it's not supposed to be normal. It's supposed to kind of be crazy. So I, he just, he's almost the perfect person to go through this because he's not going to cause problems. It's just, well, this is what it takes. So let me figure out how to rise above it and come out on top of the situation, whether that's this year or next year. Now let's see if he's singing that same tune at the end of spring, of course, because this is always an evolving conversation with the transfer portal. But so far, this dude signed up to be in a room when they went and got him late because Quinn Ewers reclassified. He signed up to stay in the room when it was clear he was to through spring last year to keep battling Kyle McCord, and he stayed in the room some more as they've added another quarterback to the equation. I only think this is interesting in terms of Will Howard transferring and like what if he doesn't win the job, and it's 
Ohio State and Oregon are both doing this right now. Oregon's doing this with two transfer quarterbacks and not one. But both of these situations have quarterbacks now in their rooms where you're like, either one of these guys could win the job. So what happens if the other one doesn't? And with Oregon, it's Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore both transferring into that situation. And it's like, all right, well, both of you aren't going to start. So are both of you going to be here in the fall? Especially now, I think the NCAA is allowing people to transfer more than once, Nathan. And you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But well, it, depends so it's on like, the, yeah, we'll see. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> they are, but they're, they're not <laughs> happy fair. about it. So we'll see oh, how it yeah. goes. That's fair. I just with Oregon and Ohio State, they're both interesting to me now. Because it's like when you've got two guys in your room where realistically they could be your starting quarterback next year, what does that mean for the next guy when you use the transfer portal to bring in at least one of those guys? One last break, and we have to discuss it from the Ryan Day perspective, mainly because Andrew and I were doing this before we started the pod, Nathan, and I just want to get your thoughts on this as well. So we'll get into that. Sure. We'll come back here on Buckeye Talk. So this is the second time Ryan Day's had to go into the transfer portal to find a potential starting quarterback. The first time he did it, it was a no-brainer with Justin Fields, and he was just getting the program off the ground with him as the leader, and his pro quarterback room was kind of – erratic at that point and so you go get Justin Fields he sets that foundation for your quarterback room and then from there the last two have been recruits and have gone as planned you had CJ Stroud for two years after sitting behind uh, Justin Fields and then you had Kyle McCord who was the ultimate plan a for Ryan Day because he's the first quarterback that committed to Ryan Day as the head coach and the second overall commitment he had but he was wrong Nathan right you you evaluated a guy you recruited him you brought him in here Um. and he wasn't quite what you were hoping he would be and i'm not saying i'm not dismissing his part and why that is nathan at all i'm not that's the the important thing to remember yes when i say he is wrong i mean like it's his fault he was wrong whether it's in the evaluation or it's in the development process and how you set up that room this is your fault while you were wrong it's not on the kid's fault so this is clearly a move to try to correct that, right? You're you're trying to correct that very quickly by bringing a guy in like this. And I am wondering, Nathan, does he almost I'm has, I'm trying to find a way to ask this question. Does he have to be right about one of these quarterbacks this year? Like 100 it's got to be a knock it out of the park situation this year. Can, can he afford to be wrong twice in a row? Well, again, what's what's wrong? You know, I mean, <laughs> if he was wrong this year and it was still eleven and one, and and a, a six point loss to maybe the eventual national champion on the road, like there's, so that I don't think I don't count that as being like wrong, wrong, wrong to me is when you go through what Clemson went through a couple of years ago with DJ, where it's just like, oh, now our offense just isn't functioning right. Like, we mm-hmm. we are we are losing games because of this. Like, I don't... That didn't really happen this year, obviously. There were even games that they won in part because of the way Kyle McCord performed. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the important thing to remember, that there's degrees of wrongness. What I think is... Listen, again, this is this is a bridge. This is trying to find a quarterback. They had all these guys they could have looked at. I think they passed on a lot of them for the right reasons. But this is the one that made the most sense in a lot of ways and is the one that maybe best fits this offense, Day's needs, um, the fact it's a one-year thing, and he can be the bridge to, to getting back on track with Keenholz or Nolan or whoever starting next year. 
So I guess the risk of being wrong, like it's you, you, you get McCord leaving on his own accord buys you a little bit of like, well, Hey, we had to do what we had to do. Like the guy left, Devin Brown was hurt. What were we supposed to do? We, we did the best we could. We found a quarterback and we really love what we've got coming in the future. I mean, there's some ways that you can spend that. I, I think you could, if you're, you could be wrong about a quarterback in the greater sense. And as long as you beat Michigan, maybe it doesn't matter. Is that also mm-hmm. on the table here? Like if they're, yeah. if the quarterback play isn't as good, but next year they beat Michigan and they go 10 and two, but they beat Michigan. Uh, people, I don't know how people are going to react to that. We may, we may very well find out. So I think there's still, listen, there is still a very high likelihood that this works in a really impressive way that Ryan day can get the best quarterback play that will Howard has ever put out there. That will Howard helps bring along an offense that will have some good pieces, but still has an un, some uncertainty on the offensive line. Doesn't have Marvin Harrison jr. Maybe somebody emerges like that this year, but it, they'll have to emerge. Like we don't know it for sure yet. Um, and the defense is going to, the, the other thing that is such an X factor here is how this defense it's what helped Justin Fields so much in 2019 mm-hmm. that everything looked so impressive from the beginning with Justin Fields, but he also like constantly was getting the ball at midfield and his defense didn't allow any points. And let's not forget how much easier that can sometimes make it to play football. And I'm not saying that this defense will necessarily put Will Howard in that position, but if all they do is what they did all year this year, which is like not allow more than, you know, take your pick one or two touchdowns in any game, what quarterback isn't going to love that knowing that they have that kind of room for error margin for error in every single game. I think this is a situation where Ryan day is kind of hitching his wagon to, to Will Howard. If, if he's the guy, right? Like you whether like, we, I think we can all have an educated guess that Will Howard's going to be the starting quarterback of Ohio state in 2024. We don't know that, like like Nathan was saying. I I think he said like I have suspicions or or whatever. However, he phrased uh, you know, if the room was better, but you, I I, I kind of lean with you, Stephen. I think you kind of have to be right with this, right? Because if you're not right, let, like like let's play this out. If you're not right about Will Howard being the guy, and Will Howard's not a real notable upgrade, and he's not kind of what you want, Will Howard wouldn't have been it right he wouldn't have been the guy that you needed and you would have lost the guy in the 21 class in comma cord that you needed right you would have lost the guy in comma cord who is now at syracuse that you thought was you know going to be next in line and then devin brown you whatever you think of the, the devin brown situation where it's ohio state's doing this because they don't know if devin brown can be healthy because they don't know if Devin Brown is good yet because they don't know kind of what they have, whatever you want to phrase it. They would have to make like two or three or four maybe decisions in a row that would be wrong. And that wouldn't be good, right? Like if you, like if you have Will Howard come in and and he doesn't play well, then you're at a position where this is a trend because you would have had quarterbacks that you've tried and missed on, you know, like, Getting a first round quarterback isn't a guarantee, right? Getting a quarterback who's going to be in the top two, four, six, twelve, whatever picks 
of the draft is not locked and loaded. This is going to happen every single year. I understand that, but you have to, you, you can't have one quarterback transfer and then go to Syracuse and then you bring in another guy and he doesn't play that well, especially when you got, you know, some other things with this program that need, you know, to be improved, frankly. And I think you just have to, you have to be right with this one because if you don't and you, you play it out as to what it would mean and what it would represent, that would be a problem and that would not be good. So I mean, do you want to wait for Aaron Nolan? You know, it, like, is that where you're at where you're like, well, we just got to hang on a year for Aaron Nolan. Like that's not, that shouldn't be the mindset for Ohio state fans. Ohio state fans should be like, Will Howard should win us a national championship or should get us close to winning a national championship because that should be the expectations from everybody for this program for every single year. Not saying you're going to win. It's just that you should be competing for one. And I don't think that you can just sit there like midway through the year and be like, just got to hang on until Aaron Nolan's ready. Like that's not what this should be or what this is. So I I think this is massive for, for Ryan day because the, whether or not you agree with it. And I know we debated it before the Michigan game, the seat is getting warmer, right? Like there are people now who are starting to say, you know, who are starting to maybe get more negative about the program and who are starting to think that things are not going in a great direction. And not whether or not it's again not relitigating that debate, but you can't give them another year of ammunition, right? You can't have another thing added on to that. So this is a massive decision and a massive thing for Ryan Day's future at Ohio State. I think the reason I use the term wrong, Nathan, is you know you, I always go back to when we were sitting in his office before the twenty one season, and it's like. I've asked, we're asking him all various questions of quarterback playing. A lot of my questions was like, why are you going after a quarterback in every single cycle? And it's like, because what if you're wrong? Right? You want to be able to fix it. You don't want to have to be stuck with that option. Like you brought up Clemson, they got stuck with that option because they were wrong. And being wrong isn't just you picked the wrong guy and he wasn't good enough. Being wrong is just as much about you didn't do your part to develop this guy to make sure he was what you needed him to be. That's just as much. In fact, if you had to put the blame, it's probably 85% coaching, 15% player, right? Because that player is was always going to be what he was going to be. You have to get the most out of that player. You, as the coaching staff, have to build an offense around that quarterback that's going to let him succeed. So you were wrong in this situation because you didn't do those things. Whether in both whether you Kyle McCord was good enough or not, whether he met the standard that we that has been set by Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, and CJ Stroud before him, but then also the way what you got out of him that made you wrong. So, and going back to that, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong now includes the transfer portal because you go add another option to the equation here. You've got Will Howard, Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Nolan, and you want, you've got four chances to get it right going into the spring and going into fall camp, and you've got to make sure that you get the best possible version of whichever guy comes out of this and ends up being your starting quarterback. Because that, and so that's what I'm getting at when I say, can he afford to be wrong twice? Can he be afford to get to the end of the year again and it feels like, you lost to Michigan, and your quarterback was one of the reasons why you lost to Michigan. And I don't think he can afford to do that again. And that's both on because you were wrong about the people you decided to bring into this room in the first place. But more importantly, once they were here, 
you didn't maximize whoever ended up being the best player of that four. And it's why I said that there there is a development process that still has to happen here, or yeah, an ending yeah. an ending development process still has to happen here. I mean, you can look back at some of the the big moments for for here. Here's the best example: like when you look at Will Howard's game log, like one game jumps out at you, like ten carries for 104 yards and a touchdown against Oklahoma State. It's like, oh my god, like what 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 kind of a performance is that? Like when was the last time an Ohio State quarterback would have broken off something like that? And then you look over at the passing and he completed 44% of his passes and threw three yep. interceptions. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so let's like it's there's something here and the experience matters and I think there's real talent here, but I think it's also what what Ryan Day can potentially bring out of it. The other X factor here is, is Corey Dennis still the quarterback's coach or does someone else come in who is a part of this process? You've obviously still got Paul Fitch here too, but like does somebody else come in here and um, enhance that development? That remains to be seen. We have not heard news on any of the staff changes yet. So we'll find out. There are also plenty of other good games, passing games, competent passing games for Will Howard over the course of this season. So, and, and there's been a few big games over the course of his career. I do think it's because it, we got into that debate the other day about uh, dual threat versus just a, a mobile passer. And I do think he's more of the latter. However, I, I don't dismiss how much that threat will mean for how teams have to defend Ohio State. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they factored it in at all against CJ Stroud, but Stroud was just could just put it on such a dime that it didn't really matter. I think it definitely maybe affected how people could defend Cal McCord that um, he wasn't going to get out and run that much, and teams can don't have to don't have to account for that in the way they defend you. And maybe it opened some things up this year because it's there's four years now of film on Will Howard that tells you it's a real threat. No matter how much Ohio State decides to use him as a, you know, on design runs and things like that. So there's a quarterback room. You got four. You got a transfer from Kansas State heading into his fifth year college football and Will Howard. You've got third year Devin Brown. You've got second year Lincoln Keenholz and true freshman five star Aaron Nolan. That's the quarterback room heading into the spring for Ohio State. That will wrap up this emergency pod. There's another pod in your feed. Also, if you want to go check that one out, we did on Thursday, we projected the 2024 starters on <laughs> offense. We all did say that we expected it to be a transfer. It's just, and we talked about Will Howard a little bit. So it's not like we didn't see this coming. We did see it coming. And on Friday, we did the defense, which was a lot more simple. It was more about what's already on the roster than them looking for transfers. That'll wrap up this week. Up weeks of pod on Monday. We're going to go back through the market down Monday where we're going to just look and see where we were wrong. But get the text 614-350-3315. When this Will Howard news happened, Nathan texted it out first. And then he wrote some stuff about it. But the first thing he did was text you, hey, Ohio State's got a transfer quarterback. When recruiting stuff is happening, the first thing Andrew's doing is texting you about it. When anything happens, the first thing we do is text you about it first. $399, two-week two free trial, then $399 after that, 614-350-3315. So for Nathan Baird and for Andrew Gillis, I'm Stephen Neens, and that was an emergency Buckeye talk. <laughs> <laughs>